Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, last week on the show, Stephen O'Leary joined me for an in-depth conversation about Twitter. And it's safe to say the goings-on have continued. This week, those with legacy blue ticks lost their blue ticks. But there were some exceptions. Elon Musk has confirmed that he is personally paying for the blue ticks of Stephen King and LeBron James and one or two others. Uh, So despite them not paying their own account and despite Twitter on the label when you click their blue tick saying that they are Twitter blue subscribers and they verified their phone numbers. That's not the case. Stephen King said he wasn't aware of this to begin with, uh, which is just bizarre. You know, Musk is making the decision to personally pay for the verification of somebody else. Does that mean that Stephen King's account is associated with Elon Musk's phone number? How does that work? And does it not undermine, undermine sorry, the entire system? I just think it's bonkers. And I know that not everybody cares about Twitter and the blue ticks. But as I said last week, and I've been saying for quite a while now, this will have consequences. We're already seeing confusion over who is who or what account is the official account for whatever organization. And I get the business case from Twitter's point of view. They are a business. They need to make money. They want to get those subscriptions in. But it's very messy. Uh, And there's almost a badge of honor now amongst those who refuse to pay the $8 or €11. So I don't know where this ends and I don't know what the perfect solution is. Personally speaking, I haven't paid uh, the €11 for the Twitter Blue. Um, I have mentioned before on the show that I don't really use Twitter as much anymore at all, uh, unless it's to talk about this show or to share news on a tech story. In a personal capacity, I'm just not using it at all. Uh, And I don't think I'd pay $11 a month for the privilege of getting abused by Egypts, which is predominantly what my Twitter experience has been over the last number of years. Uh, But I'd love to know what you think. Do you still use Twitter? Did you ever use Twitter? Do you pay for the blue tick? Uh, You can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. Uh, John Riley of TheEffect.net was here a few weeks ago talking about the best VR titles for the PSVR 2 and there were oodles to choose from and we decided we had to come back to gaming this month. But rather than do the games that you're dying to play, let's do a game that nobody should ever play but one person opted to play it and then talk about it on national radio. Uh, Kira Tracy, welcome back. Hi Jess, thank you. I'm very excited to let this out. <laughs> like, So for those who don't know, Kira works with us here at News Talk and she has an open invite to come on this show any day of the week, even though it's just on Saturdays, <laughs> uh, and talk about anything in the world. Yeah. And you turned to me the other day and you said, can I come on and talk about Bratz flaunt your fashion? Yeah, I actually hated having to type that to you. I can't (laughs) believe I'm 23 years old and I had to type those words and send it to you. I'm an adult. But yes, so I was very lucky to be on Tech Talk a few months ago before Mm -hmm. Christmas to talk about the new Pokemon game on the Switch. And I had the best Christmas ever. I was just in my own world of nostalgia and it was incredible. Really good game. I also got Zelda. I played that. I flew too close to the sun when I picked up Bratz Flaunt Your Fashion because I was expecting again, because I I played a Bratz game in my childhood called Bratz Real. It was based on the movie. Loved it. Incredible. Me and my sister got hours Mm -hmm. of fun out of that. So I was like, what could go wrong? 
it will be amazing. Okay, before we talk through the game, let's yes. just break it down because I'm yeah. not sure how many of the Tech <laughs> yeah. Talk audience uh, played with Bratz. Understandably. Or know what Bratz are. I know about it because my little sister, he's also called Yasmin, as is one of the Bratz, um, was obsessed with them. So they're weird Barbie-shaped things with massive heads, right? Yes, basically a proper Y2K Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. Um maybe considered a bit more fashionable, a lot more makeup savvy. They were, I suppose that is just the best way of describing it, very Y2K. Okay. And they were very, very popular. And as with popular things, they then get franchised into movies, TV shows, all that sort of jazz. So tell me about the game that you played when you were younger. Was it on a DS? It was on a DS. Yeah, it was. And it was kind of based on Bratz the movie that came out in the mid to late 2000s. Mm Mm-hmm. And it actually included like real life, like movie play in the game. And it was just, I don't even know how, it was just kind of like a cozy game, I mm-hmm. guess. You have different challenges, meet different people, explore the kind of Bratz world, if you will. And that I found really fun. I felt like there was just so much to explore and like it was a game that kept on going, like you didn't finish it quickly. Okay, so it was well targeted and well placed, it I was suppose, massively for the, the fans of Bratz who were into gaming. So I can kind of almost understand why you went yeah. and picked this up. So I I, I'm looking at the image of the casing here now. So it's purple with the pink Bratz logo with the little mm-hmm. halo on it for the Colleen ear there uh, with the New York skyline, I think, maybe in the background. Um, what What's the concept? Set out the scene for oh this game. Oh my God. See, that's what I've been scratching my head trying to <laughs> actually think of, Jess. What is the point? Okay. So, Okay, there's no real storyline, but basically in this game, the Bratz gals are reporters. They are style reporters, all fashion, all of that. They are um, basically journalists for something called like the Bratz magazine. So I thought this would be right up my street. Mm. I thought this is going to be so much fun. Um, But I don't know what the actual point is. I feel like you can dress them up and like do their makeup and things like that, but that actually doesn't appeal to me. There was no real storyline the concept, I guess, was to build up the fan base of the magazine by getting pictures of cool things like a talent show or meeting random people on your trip to the mall or the airport or things like that and kind of complete little quests for them like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to make a smoothie, but I can't find any oranges. Can you find them for me? Yeah. Okay. I know. I Okay, this is a child's game, I understand. But after I had so much success with Pokemon and Zelda playing those again, you know, the new versions of those, I just thought it would grow with the audience a little bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But no. Because there are games, like I always talk about it with John, but like the game that I play pretty much every day of my life is Animal Crossing. And that is a game that's suitable for kids and it's aimed at kids. But at 34, I still play it every damn day and I love it. Yeah. And so you would think that the longer you're in gameplay, uh, the more complex some of the challenges might come or there may be an element of something to overcome. Yeah, No, no real arch or anything like that. It was just kind of mosey on about and I can imagine it would be comforting and for some people and to be honest it made me kind of massively reflect like was I just playing trash games all my life Mm. but I don't know I don't think so I don't think so or maybe again like I said I just flew too close to the sun and thought this would be like the others or maybe this was just a bad game I did look at reviews after I started playing it mistake I should have started on that yeah and a lot of people said the same it's glitchy um the graphics are better than what they used to be as you'd expect mm. after, you know, well over a decade um, and the Switch, of course. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just 
very underwhelming. That is disappointing. I, I had a look at other reviews. I'm sad to say I didn't actually give it a go myself. And from what I've read and what you've just said, I wonder would this still be too basic for kids as well? I would think so. Like my niece is eight and... Yeah. I think she'd get bored just taking pictures and making smoothies 100% there's nothing like stimulating about it at all. It is just a wild goose chase. They'd be like, you're in like the shopping centre and they'd be like, oh yeah, I need to find my purse. Mm-hmm. Literally that boring. And then you just go onto the map, lo- wait for it to load up the park and then you'd find it there and go back. It's zigzag. Um, and it was literally, I and one review was that it's a really short game. You can finish it in like four hours. God knows I did not find the time, the patience Mm. to actually want to get through it because it is just that painful. But that's kind of funny as well, though, that it can be be completed in four hours. If it's just the mundane tasks and all the rest, you just think, oh, what's the point? I could be missing something, Jess. I might get to the fourth hour and it turns out it's amazing, but it really is not enticing. Like before I knew I was going to be talking about it, I was like, right, I'm going to play it again. Maybe I'll find something else new or something like that. But I literally had to put it down after 10 minutes because like this is so repetitive mm. and so boring that I can't. And it's not cheap either for the Switch as well, which is probably the most disappointing thing as well. It's no no bang for your buck at all. Yeah, and I think this is, a, as much as we're kind of joking about it, there are parents who are, you know, would have bought a Switch for the kids or maybe Santa brought one and they're looking for titles the entire yeah. time. And it's not a given just because it's part of this massive franchise that it's going to be a good game. 100%. I spoke to you before, I think, about I used to love the Professor Layton games. Yeah. I used to love the brain training games. And I can't remember how old, I might have been like 11, 12, 13 or so when I was playing them. And there were aspects to them that were too complex for me that I couldn't get past. Right. But at least I was challenged and I was engaged. Exactly. There was none of that. I remember it's just any of the, even like I had the Jonas Brothers game when I was like oh 11. Oh my God, you really did have all this junk. <laughs> I know, I really did. My parents are amazing <laughs> for, <laughs> for indulging me in that. And even that, I remember I got stuck on that and I don't even think I completed What was that. the concept of the Jonas Brothers game? Oh my God, that's bringing me back. I think that was actually kind of a similar concept, but there was more of a storyline. It was like, we want to rock out and have parties. And basically, like, you, there was a lot more play with, like, the school and interaction and, like, mini games in the game that were actually quite good, like, okay. playing instruments, that kind of thing. But I was a massive Jonas Brothers fan. I know I'm going down a rabbit hole yeah, right this now. this is very tragic. <laughs> It's saying a lot. It's character development. Okay, clearly. I have to say. Yeah, and look at you now. Um, <laughs> yeah, playing okay. games. Well, so, okay, we're, we're, we're not a fan of this Bratz game, is the su- summary here. Yeah, really disappointing. However, I don't think it will deter me from, like, my quest to seek out nostalgia. So what's, what's the next on the list? Are there other games that you think I want either to revisit that original version or see what the updated version is like? So I feel like there's not a lot of the original games that have translated into Switch. So I think I mentioned Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. similar concept to Animal Crossing, but with more of a storyline, um, which I suppose Animal Crossing lacks but doesn't need. Uh, and it's changed now to four seasons. I think there was a slight change in the company. So now Harvest Moon is four seasons and it's the same farming concept of basically like, you know, grow your farm, grow relationships in the village, that kind of thing. That seems to be really popular still. And I think that will be next on my list. Okay, if there are any other nostalgia-filled games that you think Kira should test, uh, email techtalk at newstalk.com. And uh, I was going to say we'll put her through more misery, but she's clearly having a whale of a time. (laughs) Uh, Kira Tracy, thank you so much. Thank you.
Now, speaking of nostalgic gaming, the other evening I arrived home from work a bit tired and a bit cranky and my boyfriend was watching a movie on Apple TV. It's called Tetris. Take a listen. Tetris. It's the perfect game. I'm going to go to Moscow. Secure worldwide handheld rights. You're walking into a communist country. They're still considered America enemy numero uno. If you go, we can't protect you. Okie dokie. The movie is an extraordinary story set in Soviet Russia in 1989 about different people from all over the world pursuing this incredibly hot property. My character, Hank, is a kind of larger-than-life cowboy figure who goes out on a limb to make his fortune and get the rights to Tetris. When I first found Tetris, I was a publisher of computer games in Japan. The people who were publishing it had no idea what they had. I got the console rights in Japan, and then Game Boy came out. Gentlemen, if you want to sell a couple hundred thousand Game Boys to little kids, back of them with Mario. But if you want to sell millions of Game Boys, package them with Tetris. I made a deal with the president of Nintendo USA. A month later, I was on a plane to Moscow to get the Game Boy rights. We're in a room full of eight business people. There are definitely some KGB guys in the room. You go home today, or you stay and face the consequences. Alexei Pajitnov and I first met in that room. He was the original creator of Tetris. Hank was the first man Alexei can talk about computers to. Alexei, your game is brilliant. I'm gonna make you a millionaire. I do not have right to receive money from my game. Well, that, that's criminal. No, it is communism. That is a snippet of Tetris on Apple TV and it is just incredible. It's inspired by the true story of how one man risked his own life and indeed the lives of his family to outsmart the KGB and bring Tetris to the masses. I knew nothing about this story. I love a bit of Tetris. I play it as often as I can. I used to have, uh, I still have it somewhere actually, a clear Game Boy Um it was the Game Boy Color that I had because I was a bit too young to have the original Game Boy. Uh, but I love Tetris and I still have the app on my phone and I play it all day, every day. But I knew nothing about the story behind it. Uh, and it is incredible. This is really well done. Uh, there's elements of animation alongside really witty humor, great acting. So if you're looking for something to watch this week, uh, definitely take a look at Tetris on Apple TV. So there you go. That's my uh, infrequent recommendation of TV and movies here on News Talk. But when we come back, we'll hear from Enterprise Ireland about supporting Irish startups.